through a wisdom to action, we can create a world where If you look up controversies that Hershey's has found itself in, one of the first you'll probably find is from March when they included a trans woman on their wrappers for their International Women's Day campaign. When the Rainbow Mafia has really gone to erase women from even our own- Conservatives claimed that Hershey's was trying to erase women by doing this, alleging that the company was too woke and even pushed the hashtag boycott Hershey's to the number one trending topic on Twitter. Me? Is it something that's gonna make me stop buying a Hershey bar? No. Probably not. Rather than bend to public pressure, delete the ad and pull their chocolate, however, Hershey's actually defended themselves. In a statement, they said that they quote, value togetherness and recognize the strength created by diversity. Hershey's claimed to stand for inclusion. And in this scenario, they actually put their money where their mouth was. I know there's a joke in here somewhere about that being easy for a chocolate company, but I'll let a comedy channel or just someone else figure it out. But the point is Hershey's took a stand. And sure, before my fellow jaded people comment below, I know they were probably only doing this to appeal to a younger audience, but at least it's something. They've got to step up their game with kids anyway, now that Feastables is out on the market. Even more wild is that some claim Feastables is a genuine threat to Hershey's. And while I don't think Feastables has been competing long enough for us to say that this is true in any sort of capacity, this does make Hershey's look pretty pathetic. But aside from all the woke drama and Mr. Beast feuds, there are genuinely serious controversies and scandals at Hershey's and none of them are very sweet. And that's what we're gonna take a look at on today's episode of The Corporate Casket. They put a transgender woman on their candy bar wrappers. It's for I don't have any money to pay laborers. And because there are no schools nearby to accommodate all the children, they have- Clandestine workers keep coming from Burkina Faso, fleeing drought and misery. All the youngsters who work here arrived when they were kids. They have been here for years. The forest is their prison. And if you love these episodes, want even more of them, maybe even ad-free versions, then make sure to check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Illuminati. You're gonna find episodes that you'll get in advance, ad-free, even bonus episodes that won't make it to the main channel. So go ahead and check that out at patreon.com slash Illuminati. We promise that everything we make, the way we make it, and even how you use it, will be carbon neutral by your 10th birthday. Now, in the past decade or so, companies have started making these things called climate pledges. And it's exactly as it sounds. It's a promise to do better. Amazon, Google, Hershey's, all the big companies are doing it. It is all the rage right now. And as much as I would absolutely love to believe that these corporations genuinely care about the environment, let's be honest here. I think they're just simply trying to look accountable on paper. Zero carbon emissions? Yeah, sure, we can go totally green. Carbon neutrality? Yep, no problem at all. They love the earth. Plenty of businesses signed off on these promises years ago with the mindset of that's future me's issue to deal with. But guess what? The future has arrived and some of these cute little IOU zero emission notes are due and these corporations can't pay up. The Corporate Climate Responsibility Monitor Report from New Climate Institute and Carbon Market Watch went so far as to classify how accountable these companies have been with the general public too. BMW, Nestle, and Unilever all ranked in the very low integrity category, while Google, Amazon, and Walmart were in the improved low integrity category. Apple and Sony were in the moderate spot, but none of these companies ranked in the high integrity classification. I guess integrity is too much to ask for in corporate America, but we knew that already. But what about Hershey's? What about the king of chocolate? Well, if you look at their own website, things seem to be pretty hunky-dory. 
They promise 100% visibility of their high-risk cocoa supply chain by 2025, expansion of child labor monitoring, sustainable cocoa, and so much more. They claim to also be reaching their goals and actually putting money towards these important efforts. Quote, We are pleased to also announce that we have achieved our commitment to only source 100% certified and sustainable cocoa by 2020. These efforts are all part of our Cocoa for Good strategy we launched in 2018, a $500 million investment to further expand holistic interventions within cocoa farming communities. To date, we have worked with 54,000 cocoa growing families. Now, they also have a blog about the visible progress that they have made and another one about how they invest in renewable energy, advanced sustainable packaging solutions, and their commitment to end deforestation. Like, wow, Hershey's is actually an ethical, sustainable company? What's going on here? Well, don't worry, it's it's not all, it's not all good, I promise. Otherwise, there wouldn't be an episode. Now, remember, this is what their own website says. It's not as if Hershey's is about to write an entire article about any of their shortcomings. When we look at the facts, you get a very different picture of how Hershey's operates. Take a look at what happened in 2020, for example. NBC wrote that toward the end of that year, a battle between Hershey's and the West African farmers who harvest their cocoa beans raged, sparked on by an unnamed source purchasing so many cocoa beans in the futures market that prices rose by more than 30%. And this means that this source was effectively buying cocoa beans that hadn't even been grown yet, but they were buying the beans at a set price to be delivered in the future. Big surprise, that unnamed source was likely, allegedly, of course, allegedly, Hershey's. Why is that a big deal? Well, that's because it means that Hershey's wanted to avoid paying African farmers what they're supposed to. See, an LID or living income differential has been newly introduced at that time. And it meant that chocolate companies needed to pay an extra $400 per ton of beans purchased to help the poor cocoa bean farmers living in West Africa. Hershey's by allegedly hoarding beans in the futures market was trying to save money on this LID. And this is so incredibly scummy for a multitude of reasons, but let's state the obvious here. You can't claim to be this caring company dedicated to sustainability efforts and then try to anonymously swindle farmers out of money that they're due. Hypocritical isn't a harsh enough word. It's scummy and Hershey's should honestly be really ashamed of themselves. They're so trashy that they just don't wanna pay $400 per ton of cocoa beans when they make around $4 billion a year in profit. It's gross. And again, this is all alleged, but it seems very likely that it was them because I'm curious as to who else could it have been? Now, you of course can read through my sources and make up your own mind on that, but moving on. Regulators said that because of their own greed, now Hershey's really can't tell their customers that their beans aren't harvested by children. They jeopardized all of these ethical programs put in place trying to keep kids off of farms because of $400 per ton. And my question here is like, was it worth it, Hershey's? Really, was it? But better yet, Hershey's spokesman Beckman danced around the issue and made an absolute mockery of how serious this is. He insisted that Hershey's recently bought all this substantial cocoa from farmers and paid the LID and that Hershey's did partake in child labor monitoring. Quote, we don't discuss our cocoa buying strategy. We've never said that we bought a large delivery off the exchange, Beckman said. That said, we also have bought cocoa from other origins around the world as part of our particular bean blend to achieve our unique Hershey's chocolate flavor profile, and we will continue to do so. This longtime practice of sourcing cocoa from around the world should not be conflated with avoiding paying the LID. And do you know what that sounds like to me? Well, a massive excuse. Like, 
Sure, we'll advocate for eliminating child labor, but if it's used for cocoa beans that we want, well, that's different. Hershey's flavor profile is more important than child labor. And I mean, Hershey's, you're not that special, sweetheart. Can I just say that? There's sugar and fat and a cocoa bean tossed in. It's not as if there's some fancy exclusive brand with a flavor profile. I mean, it's sugar plastic. And even if they weren't, even if they were world-renowned for their taste, then it would be on them to set the example and practice what they preach. But they're not doing that either way, so I just don't know what's the point here. There are still articles out there that say Hershey's commitment to sustainability is better than others out there. They have followed through on several environmentally friendly actions and even won awards for that. Pitt Business compares them to Volkswagen, using Hershey's as an example of what Volkswagen should be doing better to improve their dedication to sustainability. Now, just, I don't know, isn't this a little bit pitiful of a world we live in when Hershey's is seen as an example of what people should be doing while they're allegedly sneaking around to avoid paying farmers a somewhat of livable wage? I just want to believe that Hershey's didn't throw away their values for $400 a ton, but I'm not super confident in that. However, since this is all alleged for the time being, let's go ahead and talk about why this is such an important topic to begin with. And let's take a look at the child labor that has built their brand. Unfortunately, many of you listening to this are probably used to hearing about child labor. Disturbingly enough, it's basically become a part of life, a reality that seems more and more difficult, if not impossible to fight against. Around 160 children worldwide are deprived of their childhood to work, with about half of them stuck in hazardous conditions. This is such a problem that for many of us, hearing that a company uses child labor isn't a surprise. Nestle, Microsoft, H&M, Apple, Tyson, Hyundai, Purdue, Shein, and obviously Hershey's have all been accused of doing it. The list is practically endless. So then why is it so important to mention Hershey's specifically? Well, there's a few reasons. For one, based on their complimentary self-congratulating blog posts, this is something that the company says they care a lot about. One of their key objectives is to eliminate child labor and improve children's nutrition. They've even said that they're working with CLMRS, the Child Labor Monitoring and Remediation System, which covers about 62% of their cocoa volumes. By 2025, they hope that they will cover 100%. But as great as this sounds on paper, Hershey still isn't doing enough. Not even close, actually. They, along with Mars and Nestle, have been accused of child slavery. For a brief distinction here, not all child labor is child slavery. You've probably heard about family farms before. And while children should receive an education and go to school, in some places, that just isn't possible. I don't have any money to pay laborers. And because there are no schools nearby to accommodate all the children, they help with the farm work. Children as young as four are brought to farms to become conditioned to such While family farms are still a problem for a host of reasons, namely that farmers should be getting paid what they deserve in the first place, child slavery is on a whole other horrific level. According to the lawsuit, Hershey's and the other defendants knowingly profited from the illegal work of children. And over the years, though they've claimed to phase out the work of children, they're misleading the public as to how this is actually happening. And if they've misled the public before, how do we know that they're not doing it now? How can we actually be certain that Hershey's isn't lying if they've lied before? I find it difficult to believe companies at the best of times, and in this case, they've got every reason to downplay their actions already. Although I've spoken about the horrors of child slavery before, especially in my most recent Nestle episode, I do wanna touch on it again and to emphasize what Hershey's was aware of, but failing to prevent. According to the suit, one 11-year-old was promised work in the Ivory Coast for about 34 pounds a month, 
He worked for two years around dangerous pesticides, no less, without being paid. Other young children were bitten by insects, covered in cuts from machete accidents, and unable to go home. Coming from Burkina Faso, fleeing drought and misery. All the youngsters who work here arrived when they were kids. They have been here for years. The forest is their prison. Aziz. It's important to understand that this isn't a simple black and white matter. These children aren't stolen from their homes and made to work long, grueling hours without pay against their will. It's way more complicated than that. Instead, many are refugees being taken advantage of. Some of them will work six years for free just to get some of their own money or get their own cocoa to be able to build something for themselves. Oftentimes, this is the only option available to them. This makes ending child slavery and child labor a far more difficult, daunting task. You can't just say, hey, these kids need to be allowed to go to school when their parents can't afford it. And there aren't enough schools or resources in the area. You can't simply say no kids allowed and then expect families to survive or eat if they're relying on that money. The problem is more in depth than we probably care to admit. And while these huge multi-billion dollar companies could be offering more help, they sure don't seem keen on doing it. And the justice system doesn't seem keen on holding them accountable either. Back in 2022, a judge in Washington dismissed the suit around child slavery because the plaintiffs couldn't show a traceable connection between the defendants and the plantations where child slaves worked. Quote, the judge said the plaintiffs also did not adequately explain the role of intermediaries in the cocoa supply chain, noting that the companies did not monitor activity in free zones where about 70 to 80% of the cocoa is produced. And I find this ridiculously infuriating. When you take a look at recordings or documentaries on the matter, you'll see that tracing those who buy cocoa beans is borderline impossible. These kids, and even the adults on these farms, don't know where the products end up. You don't actually know where your cocoa ends up? No, I sell it to whoever shows up. Theoretically, this forest should be monitored by the Ivorian authorities, namely the Water and Forests Department. But then how is there any accountability? How could there be? Because these secrets are so well hidden, does that mean that no one should pay for them? Why can't this judge order Hershey's to have more transparency? Why are they seen as sustainable and progressive because after decades of making chocolate, they're finally starting to care a little bit? Clearly I have a ton of questions here and none of them have easy answers. I am curious to know what your stance on this is though. I know there are a lot of mixed feelings in the articles that I've read online. Some seem absolutely thrilled that Hershey is making any moves whatsoever, and others say that it's still not enough given how they still operate nearly totally in the dark. Personally, I'll say that I'll give credit where it's due. Hershey's is trying, but it also feels like it's too little too late. Even if they say, oh, only 10% of their chocolate uses child labor now, given their size, that's still a lot of chocolate and that's still a lot of child laborers. Plus, I don't think we should set the bar so low that we're giving Hershey's a congratulatory pat on the back. After all, they still have a lot more issues that we need to discuss. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is just about everywhere. Like, seriously, please make it stop. Thankfully, there's a company out there that's giving you a very much needed break and it's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton. They have phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. Now I've been using Mint Mobile for over two and a half years at this point. We're going on three at this point, honestly. 
and it has been an absolutely amazing experience. And I mean, I can say that I've literally used them for years at this point. The service is always great. Customer service, if there's ever been a problem, is super easy and understanding. And it's super easy to manage my bill all on their little app on my phone. And it gives me little updates every month when the month has refreshed. So for people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, make sure you go to mintmobile.com casket. That's mintmobile.com casket. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com casket. Hershey's great. Not only are the farmers and child laborers in Hershey's production supply facing abuse, but workers here in the States are facing horrific treatment too. Let's start with their safety violations. Obviously, if I'm bringing it up, this isn't some small one-time issue. It's not like a railing was a bit loose or someone stubbed a toe here. Instead, OSHA issued a 24-page citation, finding that Exel failed to report 42 serious injuries at their plant. Exel is a plant in Pennsylvania that packs Hershey's products. These 42 injuries made up almost half of the injuries at the plant itself, meaning that it was almost a coin toss if this plant would actually report someone being harmed. While the New York Times wrote that the fine, $283,000, was hefty, I really don't think it is. Sure, that might sound like a lot of money, and it sure is more than we typically see on this channel. It's a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of what they made that year. I think if you do the math, it's something like one two thousandth of their earnings. But sure, OSHA sure is sticking it to their packing plant for failing to report injuries for four years. A spokesperson for Excel spun this as a failure to keep proper records, but let's be real here. Excel, in my opinion, really didn't want anyone taking a look behind the curtain and exposing them. Because while Hershey's might exploit and take advantage of literal children in West Africa, their plant was taking advantage of foreign students. Quote, about 200 foreign students in the country under the State Department's summer work travel program walked out of the Palmyra plant in August, saying they had suffered many abuses during what was billed as a fun and educational cultural exchange. The students had paid fees of as much as $5,000 to come here to work for several months and travel around the country, end quote. Many of these students suffered from neck, back, and arm injuries from carrying heavy boxes with one even being hit with one, which caused a corneal abrasion that needed ER treatment. Hershey's, are you serious? I know that this is the packing plant, but let's not pretend Hershey's doesn't have anything to do with this. I'm sure standards could have been made by them. I'm sure they could have invested in more safety measures, but here we are. Students who are effectively promised an education and fun time in the States are exploited for cheap labor. And by cheap, I mean eight an hour. Granted, this was in 2011 and 2012, so yes, the minimum wage was less, but this is still very little money with, presumably, no benefits. There are a few other things wrong with this too. For one, if these are foreign exchange students, they might not know what rights they have in the US, how to report this, or they may feel discouraged from doing so because they're only here temporarily. For two, what if they refuse? What if they walk out of this plant? Would they lose money? How would they finance their trips? 
Their visa could even be at stake. For what it's worth, some students did report them, such as a 22-year-old engineering student named Mr. Ureshe. Quote, I've been having serious back pain since the first day of work. Ureshe reported in his email to the State Department on June 6th, sent two weeks after he started on the job. If I continue in this rhythm of work, it may cause me serious health damages, end quote. Others said they were forced to turn over hundreds of dollars for housing and after the foreign exchange program took their fees out of their paychecks, they'd only receive about $85 for 35 hours worth of work. The housing available was cramped. Students didn't always have enough money for food and some went home in debt. Yet, even when these students did complain to the proper authorities, their cries for help weren't always heard. This temporary work program is so huge that regulating it at all is a whole task in and of itself. It seems like until the massive walkout at this plant, no one cared or even knew about these student workers. It shouldn't have needed to come to this. No one should have to face severe workplace abuse to be heard. But this is practically a pattern with corporations as big as Hershey. There's also the matter of why these foreign exchange students are hired in the first place. Many believe it's to displace American workers who want, you know, better pay in unions. In more recent years, the extreme union-busting tactics of Hershey's have also come to light, and they're about as nasty as you'd expect. With Fring, what we said to them is, you know, that plant just had record profits. They made the most bonus out of any of the Hershey plants. And they said, we know that. And we said, so why are you penalizing these people by, you know, not keeping that plant open? Everybody here can tell you they enjoyed working here when they started. It was a, a great Not only have they publicly opposed any form of unionization, but they also hired the Union Buster Labor Relations Institute to hold meetings with workers. This Union Buster has notoriously scared employees into voting anti-union. They've bent the truth in their favor and buttered up workers with gifts, especially those who are unsure fence sitters. One judge even found that LRI's consultants have carried out unlawful interrogations in the past. But this is who Hershey's has worked with, big surprise. Quote, an old adage reminds us to choose our friends wisely, says the company on its anti-union website, suggesting that a corporate employer whose goal is to suck as much labor from its workers in exchange for as little compensation as possible is a better friend to workers than a union could be, end quote. In actuality, they're trying to sound as if they care about workers and fake corporate allegiance among workers. But this has been done before. We've seen it with Amazon and Starbucks. It's nothing more than holding hands and singing Kumbaya while workers are continually underpaid and overworked. Even so, the company's strategy seems to be working. In March, 2022, workers in the Virginia plant voted against unionizing. Hershey's perceived risks had to do with compromising the ability to recruit workers, and the company seemed to remind employees that their plant was open while other rivals had furloughed employees during the pandemic. I'll be honest, I don't feel like this is a good reason to not unionize. The company having issues with recruitment sounds like the company's issue. Workers shouldn't be forced to work seven days straight, refused days off when they're desperate and treated like garbage. Hell, if Hershey's treated their employees better, then maybe they wouldn't have such a hard time recruiting in the first place. Truthfully, I just feel so bad for the workers that are genuinely afraid of retaliation. Breaks being reduced and overtime pay getting cut aren't signs of a company that cares. Nothing Hershey's has done this far shows that they care about anyone other than themselves, honestly. But let's say you still like them. Maybe the taste of Hershey's is good enough for you to forgive all this. Well, just be careful because you'll be eating more than child labor. Recently, 
Hershey's has been sued for having heavy metals, lead and cadmium in their dark chocolate bars. So much for dark chocolate being a bit better for you, right? Consumer Reports said that the brand they acquired, Lily's, as well as their own special dark, mildly sweet chocolate, had multiple violations of maximum allowable dose levels. Naturally, Hershey's wasn't going around telling the world that their dark chocolate contained lead. Otherwise, people wouldn't have bought them. Even in small doses, lead and cadmium can slow children's growth or cause lung cancer respectively. And hey, maybe if Hershey's had a massive disclaimer on their wrappers saying may cause cancer or slow development, this wouldn't have happened. But I've got a funny feeling that wouldn't have been great for business. Chief Financial Officer Steve Voskiel told Reuters that the company was looking to reduce the lead and cadmium in their products, but that a trace amount of metal is bound to happen as it's naturally occurring within agricultural products. And yes, a tiny amount is bound to happen, but if your products are high in it, let's not downplay this as a simple, oh, it happens, whoopsie. Hershey's should be testing their products and disclosing any dangers. That's a basic requirement of a food company, let alone one this big. What are we left with then? A corporation that doesn't hold themselves accountable for the heavy metals in their chocolate, that attempts to dodge child labor responsibility through good deeds and discourages workers from standing up for their own rights. And this is one of the more sustainable ones? Pathetic and not in the least bit sweet. But look at M&Ms when they decided to go woke. What happened? They had to reverse course. People just want to enjoy their candy bars. They don't need to have the rainbow mafia, the trans agenda forced down their throats. 